Woe, you'll be free from the burden of sin. Let's fire in the blood, fire in the blood. Woe, you'll be free from the victory win. Let's wonderful fire in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. truth 
that they'll be able to understand it and give their life to Christ. You know, Father, there is no hope anywhere else apart from in Jesus. And we know that you're calling uh, people to yourself, Father, people from all walks of life. You're calling them, Father, to be your children. We pray that through this, Father, that the word will spread and your church will grow. This what we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good evening, all my viewers. Good evening to you all. Once again, it's your brother Paul Offen coming to you live on Benya's page to present the word of God to you. I think uh, last week, I promise you to, you know, bring you a new lesson. We have finished with these uh, parental uh, responsibilities. And now you know, as a parent, uh, God has given us some responsibilities with regard to our children, to care for them and train them in the way that they should go, so that when they... Uh, are old, they will not depart from it. Today is a new lesson. And the topic for this lesson, I've already advertised this on the Facebook and some of our uh, uh, WhatsApp uh, platforms. And by now, those who have uh, followed the advert know what I'm talking about. We're going to do this lesson probably in the next three or four uh, weeks ahead of us because it's it's very important lesson that uh, all of us need to understand and for this reason uh, I will also do this lesson in the Akan language uh, That is three language uh, Akan language those who are watching me from other countries Akan language is one of the the, the, uh, the largest languages in, in Ghana uh, where I come from uh, I will also um, you know, do this lesson in the tree language. So if you are watching me and you understand the tree language or the Akan language, you can also look for the uh, Akan version and listen to it. It's the same information anyway. Now, as I always do, just quick uh, to remind you uh, that the coronavirus is still alive and hovering around us. Uh, protect yourself, please. Uh, continue to wear your mask. I know the wearing of masks is not comfortable at all. I can understand, most especially from people, uh, uh, for people coming from uh, hot climates like you know Africa and the rest. Um, it's a form of you know protection for us. So continue to wear the masks. Uh, continue to wash your hands and also continue to maintain uh, one to two meter. Uh, distance from uh, the next person so that we all uh, you know protect ourselves now the topic for tonight as I have already 
let most of you know is uh, demons. Uh, do demons exist today? Do demons exist today? Somebody will ask, Rhoda Paul, why this topic or why this lesson? It's important by the time we finish everything, you understand why we need to treat this. Many people have problem with this, uh, 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 what do you call this, uh, demonology or the study of demons. And uh, I'm taking this time to do it. So when we say demonology, what does it mean? This is a study of demons or devils or evil spirits. You understand? Uh, the beliefs of demons have been in existence since the early days of man on earth. So back to the old, uh, back uh, in the Old Testament, we hear of demons, you know, uh, operating at that time. And the New Testament too talk of demons. And uh, in our world today, we continue to speak of demons, uh, evil spirit, witchcraft, and the rest. Now uh, we need to let the Bible teach us about all these kind of, you know, spirits. Uh, that are quivering around humans. Okay, now one of the beliefs commonly found in Africa and other third world countries is the practice of witchcraft. You understand? The witchcraft is the belief that people, especially older women, use evil spirit to harm or charm uh, others. Right. This lesson will deal with demons in general, but we'll, I'm going to focus more on a witchcraft from African perspective or witchcraft from African pe uh, point of view. I'm, I'm saying African point of view because I'm African and I know uh, what we believe in this kind of what uh, demons. That is why I want to do that. And this kind of belief is not only pertaining to Africans, but uh, uh, many other countries also have this kind of what beliefs. I'm doing this lesson because of the recent uh, development in other parts of the uh, continent or the Africa, especially in Ghana, where I come from, where a 90 year old woman was lynched to death last month by a mob who believed this woman uh, was a witch. So they killed this woman because they believe uh, he was a witch. And this, you know, prompted me that why shouldn't you you know do this lesson for people to know because uh, as uh, the bible says lack of knowledge my people perish there are a lot of things that people are doing uh, today or are believing which in the in effect if you use the bible to go through all these kind of beliefs um become you know questionable the way people you know act you understand so uh is important now this kind of injustices uh, uh, uh you know becoming too common among uh the those who believe in this kind of superstition okay sadly uh those who are uh, accused those who are accused do not get any legal trial from any court of law once accused by anybody at all, he or she will pay the penalty, right? Which in many occasions lead to maltreatment, banishment, or even death. If people accuse you as having demon or witchcraft in you, 
If you are not careful, they are going to lynch you because they believe that you have witchcraft, like they uh, did to this 90-year-old woman in the northern part of Ghana. It's so sad in my heart uh, when I, you know, I watched the video and 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 saw a mop of what women and and men, I mean, killing this woman because of uh, uh, witchcraft or something like that. The sad thing is that no one is able to prove that these accused people are really evil possessed. No one. I mean, there's no law court to judge or uh, no defense lawyers. Once the fetish priest or priestess or even this so-called men of God found them guilty of witchcraft, that is the end of the story. That is the end of the story. The question is, the question is, who has the right to accuse uh, someone as a witch? And what kind of legal backing do they have to find them guilty? Okay, I, I do not uh, know much about the other countries who also have the same kind of superstitious beliefs. But I'm aware that there is no law in Ghana constitution or Ghana books which criminalizes witchcraft. Even if the perception tend to be true, there's no law. Okay, therefore, why should the law enforcement agencies sit uh, unconcerned when these kind of injustices are being carried uh, out in the broad daylight? This woman they kill, in the broad daylight, they kill this woman, where, uh, where, where I say, no, bystanders are you know, standing there watching the length of this uh, poor lady. Now, it's about time these injustices stop. And people who take the law into their hands, whether a server, claim pastor, a man of God, a priest or priestess, are brought to face the, 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 the law. They must face the law if they accuse people of witchcraft and they maltreat, kill or banish them. They have to face the law because there's no law in, in, in our books that criminalizes uh, 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 that somebody has witchcraft or somebody possesses evil spirits. So this kind of injustices, I think, have to stop. Most people from African descent and others from other uh, other parts of you know income low income countries believe in God. Most people believe in God, but at the same time, they are very much superstitious. To the extent that their superstitious beliefs are sometimes regarded as part of their religion. There's so many things people are doing which is just a superstitious belief. But then if you don't take care, they will tell you that this is part of our religion. You understand? So uh, it's very, very unfortunate. Okay. It appears aging in these superstitious societies has become a curse or a taboo. This is because... Most of the people accused of witchcraft are mostly the aged. They are mostly the aged. You understand? But if you read the Holy Scriptures, that is, if you read the Bible, Bible makes it clear that aging is a blessing. 
Now, reading from Proverbs chapter 16, uh, 16 verse 31, and I, I'll read. It says, Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. Do you understand? Gray hair is a crown of glory. Now, the gray hair is just, uh, what do you call it, a figure of speech. And it means an old, older person, okay? Uh, older person. When you say gray hair, it's just represent the older person. So what he's saying is that, uh, 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 what it means is, for one to get to this elderly age, he or she might have lived a righteous life. Because what it says, a gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. Okay? So, if you grow to that kind of age, the 90 years, to God is a glory for you. You understand? And he's saying that probably that person having that kind of age might have lived in a righteous life. So, if this is the case, and if this is how the Bible you know, see this, why do we perceive our elderly friend women, especially as witches? Why? When you grow to get to that age and you become a problem to your own family, to the society and to the country that you are in. Why? So it, it's so sad that people, you know, uh, perceive these old people as witches. Now, the people accused of being witches are usually from this group. Now, you watch it. Anytime they accuse somebody that is a witch or have evil spirits, these are the vulnerable people, okay? People who are defenseless. People with physical and mental challenges, okay? And people from a very poor background, Okay, and mainly they are rural folks, mainly old women, and mainly illiterates. So anybody that they tag as a witch is either a poor person, an old woman, an illiterate, somebody from rural uh, area, and either the person has a physical or mental challenge. They see that these people are witches. That is what we believe, especially in Africa. I'm aware this lesson is going to generate a lot of argument and perhaps raises more questions because of our beliefs and our superstitious nature. Probably some brethren in the Church of Christ, especially those of African origin, might even you understand, not agree with me because of the influence of these beliefs that I will plead with you all. Please take time with me, you understand, as we all study these uh, uh, demons using the Bible or using the Word of God to unfold this kind of mystery. I know, because of where we come from and because we've been influenced with this kind of superstitious beliefs, even though we are Christians, our mindset is that there's this witchcraft around us and people are so afraid. Now, what does the scripture say about demons? 
What does the scripture say about demons? Now, what we are going to look out in this lesson is what the Bible say about demons. Demons in the time of our Lord Jesus Christ and his apostles. And then we look at demons today. Are they there or they are not? And if they are there, are they active? We're going to look at it. And then we look through who is a witch. And witchcraft, is it real from African pe perspective or the, the look of uh, things in Africa? Is a witchcraft real or just a false belief? We're going to use the Bible to, you know, uh, discuss this in depth. Okay, so what does the scripture say about demons or evil spirits? Now, the scripture teach that evil spirits are real and they do exist. If you don't know, let me tell you. Don't make a mistake to think that there's no evil spirit. If there's no evil spirit, it means there's no Satan. But once Satan is alive, these evil spirits are also alive. Now, James, the apostle, wrote in his book, if you read James chapter 2, verse 19, this is what James said. I quote, it says, You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe, and they shudder. Even the demons believe, and shudder. Okay. Now, also, Apostle Paul cautioned the early Christians by saying that, and I read this from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. And this is what Apostle Paul says. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the com uh, cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now, reading these books together, it is clear that demons or evil spirits are real and they do exist. It is clear because James has said it. And Paul also, you know, confirmed it that we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. But these kind of spirits are in the world. But whether they are active or not, that is what we want to find out. You understand? They are in the world. Now, let's see how these demons operated in the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are going to talk about demons operation as a time of Jesus, as a time of Jesus. I've already said from the beginning that demons have been existing, okay, uh, since uh, the early days of mankind, early days of man on earth. If you read back from the Old Testament, you hear of what? You hear about demons and the New Testament also say that. Now, let's talk about the demons in the time of Jesus Christ. How uh, uh, did uh, Jesus, you know, confront this kind of demons? Now, around Jesus' days on earth, we learned that demons 
had power to enter human bodies. Now listen very well. Jesus' time, if you read the scriptures, especially from the Gospels, you will know that demons had power to enter human bodies and use human bodies as their hosts. You understand? And control them. They control the bodies mainly to cause bodily harm, physical and or mental illnesses. So Jesus' time, these demons can forcibly take in your body. You understand? And when they take your body, they will, you know, use you to do a lot of things to harm you yourself. That is what we saw. To harm you yourself. They come into your body and then cause a lot of problems for you. Not that you have them and then you are, you know, uh, uh, causing problem to other people. But when the demons enter your body, you are the, uh, the very person that they cause trouble to you. But as soon as Jesus began his earthly ministry, after his baptism, Satan himself directly attacked him with various temptations. Now, there's difference between Satan and these demons or evil spirit. Now, Satan is not the same as the evil spirit. You understand? Satan is the master of all these demons and evil spirit. So, note the difference. But when Jesus, soon after he started his ministry, you understand, before the ministry, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And soon after that, Satan confronted him and started various temptations with him. Now, reading from Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, I want us to read something here. That to know that indeed Satan himself faced Jesus. We are talking of Jesus' time. How did these demons or uh, evil spirits operate in Jesus' time? Now, reading from Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, and read, it says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter, that is the devil or uh, 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 Satan, came and said to him, If you are a son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. So you you'll see that here, Satan is coming to him physically. You understand? He know that Jesus has fasted for 40 days and 40 nights and Jesus was hungry. So in order to get him, he has to, I mean, if you are hungry, the next thing you are looking for is food. In order to tempt him, he has to, you know, discuss food with him. You understand? So uh, uh, Satan confronted him. Satan confronted him. Now, as I said, I want you to understand that there is difference between Satan himself and the demons. Now, demons, devils, unclean or evil spirits are all the same. Demons are called devils. They are also called unclean spirits. Okay, And these are Satan's agents which he uses to control and torment people's life. Their presence and ways 
were very much seen during the time of our Lord Jesus Christ and his apostles. Now, we don't see demons as they saw because Jesus' time, they forcibly, you know, take people's body, okay? You don't have choice. They see you and they enter your body and start to use you to do whatever they want, torment you. And we will read a lot of, you know, scriptures about their behavior and how, you know, they behave at the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these demons are there. You understand? They are there. Now, as I said, their presence were much felt during the time of our Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus warred against them. His coming into the world was partly to destroy the works of Satan and make demons powerless over man. You understand? The reason why Jesus came to the world, the Bible makes it clear, is to destroy the work of Satan. It's to destroy the work of Satan. Now, reading from Luke chapter 8, verse 26 to 33, and then we jump to 35. I want to read. Now, let's see how Jesus confronted this kind of evil spirit or demons that we are talking about. Luke chapter 8, verse 26. I read, it says, Then they sailed to the country of Jerusalem, which is opposite Galilee. Now, they, uh, 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 the day here referred to Jesus and uh, his uh, apostles. So I read again, say, Then they sailed to the country of Jerusalem, which is opposite Galilee. When Jesus had stepped out of the land, on the land, there he met a man from the city who had demons. Now Jesus and his apostles were in the boat and they came to the coast of what? Jerusalem. And when they stepped out from the boat to the land, Jesus met this man who has demons. And listen to what uh, 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 this demon, you know, uh, we're doing with this man. It says, For a long time he had worn no clothes. The man who possessed this demon, it's naked. He had nothing on. He's naked. You understand? And he had not lived in a house, but among the tombs. He doesn't live in his own house. He's living among the tombs. Cemetery where dead bodies are being what buried that is where this man was living and when he saw jesus this man saw jesus you understand he cried out and fell down before him and said with a loud voice now i want you to see something here the scripture is saying that when he saw jesus probably you think that is the man but here he's talking about the devil the evil spirit the demon who was in that man? The demon, when the demon saw Jesus. Let's see what happened. Let's see what happened. This is what he said. He shouted in a loud voice, What have you to do with me? Jesus, the son of the most high. I beg you, do not torment me. Now, the evil spirit that is in the body of this man as soon as the evil spirit saw Jesus, he said, Jesus, the son of the most high. 
So you see, the devils can recognize Jesus. As soon as they, they saw him, they recognized him. And what did he say? Do not torment me. Now, this story was also recorded by Matthew. And I like the way Matthew put it. Now, if you read Matthew chapter 8, verse 29, this phrase, this is how Matthew put it. And I read, he says, And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now, mark this. Matthew said, they cried out. And Luke said, he cried out. Why is Luke saying he cried out and Matthew is saying they cried out? I will explain that. Sometimes people who do not know the Bible and understand the Bible say, when they read it, oh, this is a contradictory. Because Luke said he cried out and Matthew said they cried out. The Bible is a word of God and can never contradict itself. They who think the Bible is a contradiction, they contradict themselves, but not the Bible. And I'll explain the reason why uh, Matthew is using they. Now, what is important here, and I want you to note, is that Matthew said, they cried out saying that, O Son of God, have you come here to torment us before the time? Now, what time? Have you come here to kill us, to destroy us before the time? What time were these demons talking about? We will come to that. I want you to mark that because I will explain why they say, have you come here to destroy us before the time? You understand? Now, let's continue with the reading of Luke chapter, 20, uh, chapter 8, verse 26, 33, we are reading. Okay. And for he had, Jesus had, commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. The reason why these unclean spirits begged Jesus is, as soon as Jesus saw the man and saw these demons in him, he commanded the demons to get out of that man because they are troubling, they are tormenting that man. So he said, get out. That is why the demons were begging Jesus. Oh, son of God, please don't destroy us. Have you come here to torment us before the time? And I'm saying, what time? We will talk about that. We will talk about that. Now, he has commanded this unclean spirit to come out of this man. For many a time, it had seized him. These spirits seized the man and he was kept under guard and bounds with chains and shackles. But he would break the bounds and be driven by the demons into the desert. Now, sometimes people joke with demons and say, we have power to cast demons. Sometimes I watch them on television and I laugh. You don't know what you're talking about. Now, these men who have demons, the Bible says, because of the way the demons was, you know, driving this man, he doesn't even stay in his own house. He's living in, in, in a tubes. So probably the family go there, bring him home, and tie him with chains so that he cannot go. But before they are away, the chains are broken. Because of the power of these uh, uh, demons in him, they break the chains, and then the demons drive him straight to the desert. 
back to the tomb again. You understand? Look at that force. So this is what is confronting Jesus now. This power is confronting Jesus now. But my God is all powerful. This is nothing to Jesus. This is nothing to Jesus. Just to get the background of what is happening. So Jesus asked him a question. He didn't ask the man, though you're speaking to the man, but he was speaking to the, the demons that the man had. So Jesus asked the man, what is your name? What is your name? And he said, who is the he here? This is the demon. And he said, Legion. My name is Legion. Now, what is the meaning of Legion? Now, I checked the dictionary to find out when we say Legion, what does that mean? Legion is a, a group of people between 300 to 600. Do you understand? Uh, uh, three, sorry, 3,000 to 6,000 people. That's what they call Legion. So this demon is telling Jesus that my name is Legion, meaning we are many. So he continued by saying that my name is Legion, for many demons had entered him. And they begged him not to command them to depart into Abyss. So now you see, Luke is also using they. He started by saying he. But as soon as he mentioned his name, that we are many, Luke changed the pronoun here and said they. So the evil spirit, that is why I said the Bible doesn't contradict himself. Matthew used they, you understand? And Luke started by using uh, 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 he, but when he mentioned his name that we are many, oh, you are many in this man. Then Luke said, they begged Jesus that please, please. What did they say? I want us to read. They begged Jesus not to command them to depart into abbeys. Please, Jesus, the son of the Most High, don't cast us into abbeys. The question is, what is in the abbeys that these devils don't want to go? Don't put us into abbeys. Now, abbeys the same as bottomless pits, a pit that has no bottom. You go, 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 and continue to go. That is the bottomless pit. And that is what the abbeys mean. Now, but why did uh, the, the evil spirit, you know, ask Jesus? What did they know about this uh, abyss? Because they knew that the abyss is where all the evil demons and the devils go. And if you go, you don't have power to come out. So they begged Jesus, please don't send us into abyss. Now we are going to read the book of Revelation to find out what the abyss is and who are in the abyss. Then you understand what I'm talking about. So the bear Jesus, please don't send us to abyss. Okay? And we'll later read Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 to 3. And you understand this more. Now, a large head of pigs was feeding there on the hillside. So where Jesus and this man who had no clothes on, where they having a chat, now Jesus is talking to these demons in that man. There was some heads of pig, okay, eating. And then the demons, what did they do? They begged Jesus, please, 
If you curse us, let us enter into this pain. So he, Jesus, gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs. Why? Now, let me tell you this secret. Demons cannot operate without a body. If there's no body, they can enter. They cannot operate. So if Jesus is casting them out from this man, they need to enter the body. But if they don't go into the body, then they, they go into the abyss. So when they beg Jesus, let us go into the pig, Jesus said, you go. They enter the pigs. They are many. They are in thousands in this man. But when they enter the pigs, what happened? Right. What happened? Then the demons came out of this man and entered the pig. And the heads rushed down the, the steep bank into the lake and they were drowned. As soon as they entered the pig, all the pig rushed as if something is forcing them. And then they got into a lake and drowned and the, all the pigs died. And when they died, they died with these demons. So these demons, they died. They never existed anymore. You understand? Okay. Now, the people in that Jerusalem heard about the story. They know this madman, they call him madman because he had, wear no clothes. But they didn't know that it's the demon that has entered him is causing this man. This man is innocent. The demons have seized his body and using him to harm himself. Who should go naked? But that is how far the demons can drive you. You understand? So when the people of Gerizim heard about this, so they all rushed down to come and see what is happening. And when they came, they saw for themselves that this man who had no clothes on for so, so, so many years, now has clothes on and was sitting quietly on the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And it's changed when Jesus casts out demons from a man. That is how the man becomes. So, this man, the Bible says, and I read, and they came to Jesus and found a man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and was in his right mind and they were afraid the man has come back to his senses all the madness is gone the evil spirit caused this madness to that man you understand and the people were afraid the people that came there were afraid. why were they afraid they were not afraid of the man because now the man is back to his right mind but they were afraid of jesus what kind of power do you have to drive these evil away from this man? Look, we change this man tightly. By the time we are aware, all these chains are broken. But Jesus just said, get out. In that moment, they have to leave. And these are the demons. Now, brothers and sisters, for because of time, I want us to pause here. And as I said, we must use maybe three or four weeks to treat this topic and it's important i want you to follow me 
And as you are following this lesson, please share and invite more people. Maybe next week, invite others that we are treating this topic. It's very important. We're going to deal with it, treat witchcraft and everything that we know that we believe. You understand? Today is just an introduction and also how the demons confronted Jesus when Jesus was there. Next week, we are going to continue with this and then also talk about how the apostles of our Lord Jesus dealt with the demons. And this will continue until our time. Then we see, are these demons around? Okay. Are they active? Okay. And then we talk about the witches at all. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun, this lesson. So please don't miss it. We have just started. And we are going to dive deeper into the scriptures to find out these demons, whether they are alive today or not. And if they are alive, whether they are powerful uh, 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 today or not, the Bible will tell us. Once again, this is your brother Paul. Please, if you are not a Christian, I invite you because the topic we are treating, if you are not a Christian, you don't have any protection from these demons we are talking about. But if you become a member of the Lord's church, Jesus Christ protects you because he knows his sheep and his sheep also obey his voice. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow may be too late. Look for Church of Christ wherever you are. The whole world, Church of Christ is found in every country. Look for them. Visit them. Study with them. They will teach you the truth. And the truth will set you free. Demons, do they exist or not? This is where I will leave you today. Please share this message to as many as you can. And invite people to, to join us next time when we meet the same time, 8 o'clock UK time and 7 o'clock Ghana time and other world time varies depending on which country you are. If you have any comment or any question, you throw it at the comment side and I will get back to you. If you are watching me from YouTube, I want you to subscribe to my channel. So that anytime there's a lesson, you'll be first to notify. God bless you that you always make time with me. God bless you. And as I said, this lesson, uh, I'm going to do it in the Chi language. So if you speak Chi or if you speak Akan language, uh, you can also look for that one. God bless you in Jesus' name. Good evening.